This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Thursday, November the 10th, 2022. We got a beautiful morning this morning. Blue skies, still got that mild weather, but it's not going to last much longer. It's going to be in the high in the 40s tomorrow. Whoa, winter is uh, just around the corner, but we're loving every moment of the fall season. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. These are your top five headlines for this Thursday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. Biden does not intend to change anything before the 2024 election. From the Daily Mail, Joe Biden insisted on Wednesday that he won't change anything about his presidency after Democrats had a better night than expected in the midterm election even though a majority of voters said the country was on the wrong track. The president was in a jovial mood after his party kept a red wave from crashing over the country in House, Senate, and gubernatorial races. He mocked the media for its predictions going into election night, which had him and his Democrats doing badly, and made jokes when asked about Republicans' intentions to investigate his family about his potential 2024 competition. From the RNC Research, question, what in the next two years do you intend to do differently to change people's opinion of the direction of the country? Biden, nothing. Okay, so the midterms have uh, finished and uh, it didn't quite turn out like we expected. It wasn't a tsunami red wave and it's still yet to be decided. We still have some races in Arizona and Nevada that haven't been settled yet. And it's looking more and more like the Republicans will take control of the House and potentially the Senate, depending on how Nevada goes, with Adam Laxalt and the potential runoff of between Herschel Walker and Warnock down in Georgia, which we won't know until probably not to the end of this year, maybe not until January. So Biden was out there gloating, going around, telling everybody how great he is and But the reality is, is he's really very much tone deaf. He doesn't really understand that the American people don't really like where he's taking them. The real reason why he won was the 30 and under Generation Z, the young people who were given all kinds of free stuff, like paying off their loans. Also, the Democrats targeted those 30 and under, those uh, Zs, on TikTok and really push them through the abortion issue. And a lot of those young people, those low information voters, really made the difference in how they voted, and it was all based around abortion. So Joe Biden thinks that uh, everything he's doing is uh, great, but the reality is he's on the wrong track. He's tone deaf. And once the Republicans do take the House, we're going to see some committee hearings because there's some baggage he's got hanging over his head uh, with his son, Hunter, 
and the dealings with the CCP business dealings that are uh, illegal as vice president and need to be revealed and uncovered so that we can uh, move forward with the reality of who's sitting in the uh, president's seat right now, Joe Biden. So uh, lots of good things to look forward to. Let us not lose hope. Let us not lose faith. It's incremental steps. And as we continue to go down this road, let us not forget our purpose, which is to save America, to help America get back on track and to reject the far left, the wokeness, the, all of the things that we've been talking about throughout this election cycle. All right, headline number four. Republicans show up in New York. Politico, Representative Sean Patrick Maloney, the chair of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, conceded defeat Wednesday, a humiliating loss for the Democrats, ousted by GOP state lawmaker Mike Lawler, who attacked the five-term congressman over crime and inflation. Analyst Ryan Matsumoto, if Democrats lose the House, which seems likely at this point, New York may be a big reason why. In New York 03, New York 04, New York 17, New York 19, and New York 25, Republicans appear heavily favored. All five voted for Biden in 2020. Ed Morsey, why are Republicans doing so well in New York? Candidate quality matters, as it turns out, especially at the top of the ticket. And while Lee Zeldin fell short of victory against Kathy Hochul in the gubernatorial election, getting within six points of the incumbent appointee provided lift for Republicans down the ballot. So this was a big uh, defeat for the Democrats. The fact that they lost their, their leader tells us really there's a lot of underpinnings, there's a lot of undercurrents that Joe Biden, again, tone deaf, doesn't see. He just thinks uh, it's all about him and all of his great policies that have destroyed the country, our economy, our energy independence, all the things we've been talking about. So there has been some repudiation in some areas, and that was a big one in New York with Maloney going down. Let us not lose sight of where we're headed and understand that this is a process. The Democrats have a stronghold over individuals in their voting blocks, and uh, the Republicans can learn from the Democrats and how they have pulled out a somewhat uh, small victory in the midterm elections. All right, headline number three. Georgia sets record for midterm voter turnout despite voter suppression claims. From the National Review, Georgia voters cast just shy of 4 million ballots during this year's election, a record high number for a midterm election in the state, despite allegations by prominent Democrats that Republicans were intentionally trying to suppress minority votes. According to Georgia Secretary of State data, 3,957,598 voters cast ballots in the 2022 midterm election, up slightly from 3,949,905 in 2018. Okay, so uh, voter suppression. Mm. Yeah, so it's very interesting. It's especially down there with Stacey Abrams, you know, she's the one that's been uh, going around claiming that Republicans are election deniers, yet she's a vocal opponent of voter suppression. So it's okay for the Democrats to say that when it's in their favor, but when 
it's the other party, then it's the other party's problem. And uh, this is typical. This is politics. You know, you're, you're, you're fighting your opponent. You're trying to peg them in their viewpoints and, and how they think. And it goes both ways. So, uh, fortunately, Stacey Abrams is out. I think her career, her political career is over, along with Beto O'Rourke down there in Texas. Both of those guys were big-time losers. And the Democratic Party spent literally hundreds of millions of dollars to try to get them elected. And the voters just didn't take the bait. So good riddance. Goodbye. Hopefully we won't see your face anymore in the public square because you, you guys just plain old lost. All right, headline number two. Republicans flip House seats in Iowa and Arizona. KCCI. All of the counties are reporting results in the race for Iowa's third congressional district, according to Secretary of State Paul Pate. Those results, which are unofficial, show Republican Zach Nunn with 156,237 to 50.26% votes. Democrat Cindy Axe has 154,084, 49.57% votes. Bloomberg, Republican Eli Crane defeated Democrat Tom O'Halloran in the race for Arizona's 2nd Congressional District. Crane is a former Navy SEAL. O'Halloran, who was first elected to Congress in 2016, faced an uphill battle after his district was redrawn to include more Republican-friendly areas. All right, so these are some of the uh, bright spots around the country, things that you don't hear in the mainstream media. And so we did take uh, a good number of House seats, and it's just a matter of uh, how these things uh, settle out. It's just completely absurd that uh, it's taking as long as it does in states like Arizona to come up with the numbers. And also Nevada, which tells us that they're probably trying to find a way to find some extra ballots, maybe. The fact that it takes time, they're trying to get the numbers to see how much they need to cheat by. And now some people might think that's a conspiracy theory, but... Uh, we found out uh, in many instances that uh, these things do go on. So this is uh, something we need to clear up. If uh, Carrie Lake wins down in Arizona, she should uh, be able to clean that up and make sure that uh, Arizona is much more efficient and can get the results in a, in a matter of the same day, which would be ideal. All right, headline number one. President Biden, I can't guarantee that we're going to be able to get rid of inflation. What was the point of the Inflation Reduction Act? Fox News, President Biden said during a press conference on Wednesday that he can't guarantee his administration will be able to get rid of the country's inflation issue. Biden was responding to a reporter's question asking what he can promise concretely in these next two years that will help turn the pocketbook for the better in the midst of staving off recession. From RNC Research, Joe Biden, a few months after signing the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, I can't guarantee that we're going to be able to get rid of inflation. CBS 2, inflation has been sitting near record highs for months, but Biden has sought to pin the blame on former President Donald Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin for the state of the economy. Uh, this is no surprise. Joe Biden blaming it on everybody else. That's very typical of this guy. He doesn't take responsibility for anything. He just blames it all on somebody else. That's why he's a terrible president. He thinks he's so great. 
in his own eyes, but really he's not completely coherent. He has uh, cognitive issues. We all know that. And so he can just, you know, chatter on as much as he likes, but I think the American people know who he is, what he is. And they decided that uh, they wanted to keep uh, the Democrats in power for whatever reasons they chose. Seems like the abortion issue was had more energy behind it than the economy and some of the other issues. But uh, as the recession approaches in 2023, I think people are going to start changing their tune when they really, really start to feel the effects of recession, which most definitely we will see in 2023. So pre- please prepare yourselves. Put away some savings because things are going to get a little bit tougher as we approach uh, the new year. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Thursday, November the 10th. Thanks for joining us this morning on the Affirm America podcast. Don't give up hope. The future looks bright. God's in control. And we're all patriots here at the Affirm America podcast. We love America. We love our country. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you tomorrow. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.